I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Jennifer Kayla Ruskin Podcast. I'm passionate about helping you create the relationship and sex life of your dreams. Welcome to conversations about open relationships, online dating, and conscious uncoupling. Hey guys, I'm back and I brought Whitney Miller with me. Whitney, do you want to say hi? Hello, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So this first segment, our phase one of our podcast is going to be sex ed censorship, where to find amazing how-to videos. If you have been curious about how to give a blowjob, how to finger someone, like what is rimming, this content is actually on the internet but it may be in places that you don't know where it is because we're being censored. And so that's the conversation that I want to have today with Whitney, who has moved on to Patreon for her juiciest, most amazing content. So Whitney, Thank you. talk to us a little bit about this. Okay. So I'm Whitney Miller. I'm a sex educator. I happen to be queer. So that's kind of like my style of sex education is from the queer perspective. And I do this sex education on like regular platforms like Instagram and TikTok. But when you go on there, you get censored and you have to talk in code language. So something that's already mystified is even more like harder because you have to decode the language that I'm using to tell you something that's complicated. So I've moved over to Patreon, which is a paid monthly subscription site. And I'm not policed in any way over there. I'm not censored. I can just say sex, vagina, vulva, clitoris. You know, I can say asshole. Like if that brings it and makes it more tactile for the audience. And I can also do demos. I can pull out toys and use um, vulva models and show people like how to finger, how to rim. I'm very vulnerable. I put my mouth on these toys. I show people exactly what I'm talking about so that it all clicks for them because it's such an awkward subject matter for some people. And I feel like being frank and direct about it just takes it down to, this is just humans trying to bring their human bodies together in a pleasurable way. Let's get some education around it so we can take that awkwardness out. I love it so much. Will you talk a little bit about, I know your background is you've been studying sex ed like your whole life. Like you were a little girl and you were like, I'm curious, (laughs) I need books. Can you help me get books? I need to read and understand all this. Absolutely. So you're like PhD level without the PhD of teaching us how to do these sex (laughs) things. Tell us a little bit more about you. Well, uh, I have an endorsement letter from Dr. Lori Brado for like desire discrepancy and things like that. I worked with her research team to disseminate information about low desire for a while. And they follow me on TikTok and I feel like they keep me honest. Like I see them like liking my content and I'm like, yeah, that's the sexual health and research team from the University of British Columbia right there. They approved. So I just read all the books. Um, what I've been listening to is people in the medical community talking about the gap in sexual education. Mm-hmm. So people like Dr. Kelly Casperson, who's a female urologist. She does surgery on the pelvis and she was not able to help her female clients. They're coming to her with sexual health problems. And she was like, I don't have any of this education. And she just went back and got like sex coaching certification. And she said, I just read the books and I'm like, I can do that too. And that's what I've been doing since I was 15. And I just, I continue to read it. I read about relationship science, like the Gottmans and Esther Perel. I read about sociology, like bell hooks, to start to get into the social constructs that can cause friction in relationships because sex isn't just biological. It's also psychological and affected by sociocultural norms. 
Ooh, that's super deep and super it gets real deep. Um, <laughs> so when I first found you, I was listening to Shannon Hammaker's podcast, yeah, which that one with you is amazing. And I was like, Thank you. who is this person? And I love the way that you deliver content because interestingly, although you're talking about sex, it never feels overly sexual and kind of gross, you know, cool. which I think there's a line, right? Between like being an educator mm -hmm. and then being a porn star and like delivering the information in a way that makes people feel safe to receive it. And the second part of what I love about what you teach is it's so, um, it's your, you, I hear you say a million times per video, listen to your partner's body. The body will tell you when it's relaxed. The body will tell you when it's turned on. The body will tell you when it's ready. So I watched this fist, how to fist from Whitney. Yeah in Yay. Patreon. And it was something where my first initial contact with fisting material was of course on Pornhub. It was something mm -hmm. my partner showed me. Cause I was like, hold on. What, what is yeah. that? What is this? And he was like, yeah. let me show you a video. And I was horrified. And I was just like, who in the world would want this done to them? But I try to not yuck anybody's yum. And like, I, okay, right. fine. It's not for me. Then I found your video and I was like, Okay, I'm gonna open my heart and I'm just gonna listen. I think I was making spaghetti or something like for the family. I had my AirPods in. That's awesome. I had the screen turn where they couldn't see it, and I'm watching you. And I'm yeah. like, oh, oh, oh. Mm -hmm. And I love how you're like, you're not punching the vagina, like you're barely moving. And you, I love yeah. the way you show. So, will you give our listeners maybe a better idea of like what kind of content is on Patreon that you're putting out there? Like what kind of sex educator are you? And you're right. You have all these props and things and it makes yeah. it really easy to understand what to do to an actual human. Absolutely. I, you know, a large amount of my audience tells me that they are on the neurodivergent spectrum. So mm -hmm. I'm also like trying to keep your attention. So whereas in earlier content, it was kind of like I was droning on in a lecture. I was like, wow, I just need to like pull it out and like just show them. So I love like taking the dildos out, taking the vulva out, which is like, a, it's a stroker toy. Basically it's a masturbation toy for people mm -hmm. with a penis. So I use it to show things to people to like, take it down to this level. Like we're just going to have a conversation. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is a vulva. And if someone wanted to be fisted and just really leaning into hey, if you're going to fist somebody, they need to be extremely turned on. And if you are doing this, you're just applying pressure and you're letting the person receiving push their hips into your hand and letting you know that they're ready for you to be invited into their body because it's an exchange. Like you're not doing something to someone. You are having an experience with someone. And that's, you know, a lot of my clients will come to me because their previous experience of sex are it being done to them and not with them. And, th and that's not sex. That's something else entirely. A lot of us are having people masturbate with our bodies instead of having sex with us. And, <laughs> and then not even that lying. makes all kinds of problems. So we just and need better education. <laughs> Like I've been the masturbator on another human and it feels yeah. really dirty sometimes yeah. when you do it and you're like, I'm right. really sorry. And if I'm it's consensual, it can be fun. I'm all for everything that consenting adults want to do and deem mm -hmm. pleasurable. But if you're just laying there, like, when's this going to feel good? I'm like, when you speak up, you <laughs> don't just endure anything. Mm -hmm. Don't let, don't endure and let somebody do things to your body. Your body is not a transaction for the space you take up. Like, don't do that.
see, you're already getting such goodness from her. And you can see like the way that Whitney describes how to do this is in such an easy, safe. I don't know what it is about your mannerisms, but you're so fucking safe. Yeah. Like the way that you do the delivery and the way that your voice is never, ever, ever makes me feel anxious. No. So my background is I'm a yoga facilitator. So I'm used to talking to people in stressful situations. Before that, I was a line cook when I was really young. So I'm used to being calm in a very chaotic environment. (laughs) I can see that. So one thing I thought was funny, I think it was Shannon Hammaker's uh, podcast with you. She said something like, so I hear that you turn a lot of women into lesbians by listening <laughs> to your content. And I laughed because, um, part, so I don't know if you know anything about me, but we're polyamorous and have open relationship. And so yeah. Scott and I have a girlfriend. And so mm-hmm. it's funny because I'll listen to things that you say. And then I, I, I'm like, hey, do you want to try this fisting thing? <laughs> yeah. But I yeah. can imagine if men would stop and listen to you, that they could really learn how to mm-hmm. listen to their women's bodies. And heck, I find with men, that's their biggest struggle is they don't really understand the intuition part and the energy exchange of mm-hmm. sex, which well, makes this, it Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, it was ahead. like, first thing that comes to my mind is, is the social construct that makes them believe that they have to have it figured out without asking you. Otherwise, they're less of a man. So they have to meet with that. It makes my heart very sad because patriarchy is bad for everybody. Mm -hmm. Like when people hear me talk about being anti-patriarchy, they think I'm like, hate men. I love men. That's why I hate patriarchy. Um, Everybody deserves pleasure. And pleasure is not happening under patriarchy. The only thing that patriarchy is doing is creating hierarchy. Now we're competing. Mm -hmm. Now I'm keeping score. How is sex supposed to be pleasurable if we're keeping score? Like now you're just like tallying things. You're performing. This is outer appearances of pleasure is not the experience of pleasure. Boom. So learn how to listen is what I'm hearing. Learn how to listen and pick up on the cues. And that's tough. It is tough because then you have to work on yourself. You have to communicate about your insecurities and that asks you to be vulnerable. And ooh, people don't like that. Vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Yuck. You know, that's uncomfortable. But like the men that I do have on that follow me, they're awesome. I love that they're there. Um, I'm for all the pleasure seekers. It just mm-hmm. so happens that I'm gay and that, you know, I have a female partner. That's all. I love it. Okay. I'm going to bring you back to the beginning of our topic, which is about censorship. So I'd love yes. to hear maybe your story in have you been, I mean, if Fuck, if I've been censored, you've been censored, I'm sure, because you put out oh, way yeah. more content than me. And how are you finding ways to still stay relevant on the major platforms? So TikTok, mm-hmm. I, I've had an entire TikTok account removed and we tried to fight it and they wouldn't even give it back mm-hmm. to us. So we're rebuilding again. Yep. Um, YouTube, I've had YouTube violations. Um, Instagram and Facebook, I don't find to do anything with my stuff. Like it does, they don't, mm-hmm. but those two. And so, the, I mean, those are really important platforms. So how are you able mm-hmm. to share your content in a way that's still mainstream, but mm-hmm. not to the detail of, let me show you how to do kind of lingu- kind of lingus or something. And then come right. over here to Patreon. Right. So uh, I've been on TikTok for three years. The account that you see there now with the 388,000 followers, that's my second account. I've built that back over the past year. 
Um, my first account got up to like three over 350,000. And then I got it shut down, like holding my phone in my hand. The screen goes white. That's it. It's over. Like you say, you try to email them. They're like, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> nobody over there cares. So I had to start over from ground zero and uh, you have to just like ride the algorithm. Sometimes they're watching you. Sometimes they're not. Um, queer people have a really hard time on TikTok. I just got violated uh, the other day for using a filter that TikTok supplied. So it was just like, I was just the wrong person to use that filter. So I wasn't allowed and I got violated for that. And, um, you know, you have to get backup accounts, you know, just like the people who try to uh, circulate their OnlyFans pages through these platforms. You have to have multiple accounts because as soon as they find out that you're a sex educator, a sex worker, like it just shuts you down. Mm. Um, so I speak in code a lot. Um, my followers know that like when I say schmecks or I spell segs, S-E-G-G-S. And like mm. most of us sex educators, we've kind of like come to a common ground with those like things that we use or certain emojis that we use. But even those things can get picked up by TikTok, like segs is kind of picked up on now. So mm -hmm. you kind of have to do it with an S and the egg emoji. And you can, you just constantly have to stay creative and stay like one step ahead of big brother trying to shut you down. It's really hard to do when you're looking at all the content that's on TikTok and it's very sexually suggestive. Yep. So like you and I were talking about before we got on where I'm like, you can be arousing, but you can't talk about how arousal works. Um, and that's very strange to me because mm -hmm. I'm fully clothed in my videos and I talk about things that are straight from a science book. I can cite all my work. I can reference everything. So I find it wild and outside, but Instagram is easier for some people. I've watched other sex educators get theirs shut down. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of like we're just playing this game of, I don't know if I'm breaking the rules or not because the rules are not plainly spoken. Again, it makes me sad, but it this does. is where we're at because the biggest, you know, fishing pool are these large platforms. And until mm -hmm. you build your audience large enough that they go to your website and then somehow yeah. maybe get on your mailing list. Yes. That's the only way that they can find you. Um, yes. Hey there. I love to tell you about my Patreon account. So as many of you know, as things become more and more censored, it's harder for content creators like us to stay live on these amazing platforms like TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. So what I've done is our spicier content now lives over on Patreon. We currently have some really fun episodes up like how to give amazing blowjobs. I also just recorded and uploaded my night in a dungeon with a dominatrix. What can you expect? Weekly episodes and weekly content, some of it being sex ed, some of it being story and erotic telling like I just did with my night in the dungeon, some of it being more podcasting where we have a guest on. So for an entry price right now of $5 per month, you can hop into my Patreon account and check it out. Check the show notes below for more information. Hope to see you there. Bye. So how has it helped for you and how long have you been on Patreon and how, how has that mm -hmm. helped you? Has it changed your business model? So going to Patreon, I got there last July. Um, I procrastinated a lot because I was like, oh, who's going to want that? And, you know, and then it was just like, just do it, you know, just do it. So I got on there and I felt so free. I, you know, it took me a minute to drop the code language, like 
saying schmecks and stuff like no you 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 could just say sex you could just say what it is <laughs> and like once I dropped that it was just like this free place where I could answer any question that anybody had in any way that I you know that I needed to and I could pull any prop in for them mm -hmm. and because of that I've gained all of this freedom and it makes it a lot easier for me to offer myself up one-on-one -on -one to clients because before that, I kind of had like a packed, tight one-on-one -on -one client schedule to like pay my bills. Mm -hmm. But I was also kind of getting burnt out because mm -hmm. if you sit with a person one-on-one -on -one and you're like, give them everything you've got, like you need just a little bit of reprieve after that to like recharge. So mm -hmm. Patreon really allows me that where I'm just talking to the camera and I'm just showing everybody what they, they tell me they want to see. And so I get to be living a pleasure-filled life so I can be a good pleasure coach because you can't coach what you're not experiencing <laughs> you're giving anything you're like time to go have sex my calendar just went I off just, you know or eat cake or whatever pleasure thing is on the table yes eat cake together or you're by yourself yes. do you ever worry about what's next outside of patreon because I think mm. about this sometime, I'm like, what about credit card processors? Like I've heard MasterCard is incredibly conservative. And what happens if we all get on Patreon and then Patreon kicks us off? Yeah, um, I hadn't thought about that because like right now I've got Patreon hooked to my PayPal. And mm. um, I know that Stripe gave me a big kickback when they were when I was hooked to them. And all I was doing with them was doing my one-on-one -on -one coaching with clients. Oh, wow. But because I was a sex educator, Stripe was like, no, you're pornographic. And I was okay. like, I'm literally sitting on Zoom with people talking about their relationship with their mother. We're not doing anything <laughs> pornographic. <laughs> But Stripe was like, no, and they cut my payment system off. But um, I'm in several different places. Like I'm on OnlyFans. I have two OnlyFans accounts. I have a premium for recreational. Like if you want to just see me do what I do without explanation, <laughs> then you're over there. And then I have my free OnlyFans where I sell my Patreon videos individually for commitment phobes. You know, they don't want to commit monthly, but you're paying way more for the individual video than my, you know, $15 a month. I mean, for just 50 cents a day, you can support a sex educator. <laughs> I love this so much. And you drop like one good video. Every, I think it's one, one to two a week, right? Mm -hmm. Every yeah. week I drop a video. Sometimes I'll do like a podcast thing where I'm just like teaching you something, something you can just pop in and listen to while you're walking around the house. Mm -hmm. um, I wrote an erotica story last week. So I'm going to do that for this week. I'm going to, I'm going to read it. I'm talk Ooh. about it. Yeah, it's a true story. Like it actually. <laughs> That's so fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I feel like this is a great place to wrap this part one up. Um, right on. I will put your Patreon link in the notes below. Y'all come join me over there. Right now, Whitney's pool is not so big that she can't respond to you. She literally responds to me when I post stuff. It makes me really okay. excited. I so if you have questions and you want to see videos, if she hasn't already recorded them, you can ask her, hey, I'm really interested in toe worship or like whatever yeah. things you're interested in that you don't know how to do anything. Yeah. She'll teach you how to do it. So right now you're in this unique position in this little bubble where you've got a lots of one-on-one -on -one with her. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when all your TikTok fans figure out where you went, it's yeah. going to get crazy because your TikTok <laughs> is huge. I'm and I'll put all your it. links below in the show notes too, so they can follow you on, you know, while you're up and live. Awesome. Wood. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Get it while you can. <laughs> Get it while you can. Yeah. Okay, guys, we're going to stop this podcast. And by the time Whitney and I are done recording this, 
both of these are going to be available to you. So I'm going to plug part two, which is top three reasons couples stop having sex. We'll be back. <laughs> 